What's up, Cheeseheads? Before we get into today's podcast, we wanted to tell you about what Ethan and I have been up to in 2022. Something very exciting. It's a new product that we have launched for employee engagement called the Pool Boys. E, tell them what's up. That's right. So right here, as you can see, the Pool Boys, what we want to do is create an awesome environment for your office pools. So we're going to come in, we're going to run everything for small business owners, large business owners, basically business owners, where we want to come in, provide an awesome red carpet experience where we up the engagement, up the fun by running your office pools, whether it be March Madness, we got some fun fall offerings, whether it be college football pick em, NFL pick em, Survivor, we got you covered no matter what the pool is, we are your boys for it. So let's get going. That's right. This is an employee engagement play. If you're having any trouble at all with retention or engagement or even internal communication, let the pool boys take a look and show you some of the products that we can offer. We shoot customized videos with these handsome fellas and we send them to your team and we talk trash about your people. It's so much fun. I got to <laughs> tell you. We build you up too. Don't worry. It's not just trash, but there is a lot of trash. There is some trash. All right, guys, check us out at www.thepoolboys.net and we're going to get into the episode now. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy, Kay, trolling the mic today. It's Tuesday. We got some on campus today. Okay, I'm joined as always by my main man, Ethan Gelfan. E, what the hell's happening? Don't try and change the theme song. You tried to make like, oh, okay. Like, no, no, no. It's on campus. If we did like a, no, if we did like a country duo, I'd be like that raspy, manly voice, and you'd come in with the falsettos, lady killer falsettos. Oh, it's like the Temptations. Who, there's that one guy who's just like that's right, Melvin. Never. Yeah, Melvin's always going deep. <laughs> that's right. Yes, so there you go. We're basically the Temptations. <laughs> basically, <laughs> oh god, what an insult to the Temptations. <laughs> A very good made-for-TV movie, though. Really, um, acting maybe not as great as you'd want it to be, but the story's fantastic, and mm. you can't get you can't get too much David Ruffin. So, was it on Lifetime? I mean, I feel like Lifetime always does those. Lifetime like, is a pretty clutch. Story. Yeah, yeah. Lifetime's pretty clutch for a, a movie like that. I think it was a. I think it came out like, like cable TV when we were we were younger. We were like middle school, high school age. I want to say like NBC or something dropped it, and I remember watching it with my dad a bunch, and we loved really? it. It's good stuff. Yeah. See, I was unfortunate enough to have cable growing up. I didn't get cable TV until I was a junior in high school. So. That wow. was kind of rough. That's why I always love going to, one to friends' houses. Like, can we just watch TV? <laughs> can we hang out, please, all the time? I just want to watch whatever it can be because I only have five channels at home. Uh, or going to my grandma's house because she always had cable. So that was always the best. You go to the other the, the the opposing team's place to get the best TV. So that was me. I feel really sad for you on that. You should because like I didn't get Legends of the Hidden Temple. I would always get the only again if I'm visiting family or friends. That's Double Dare, none of that. Nope. Although, so you remember, like Double Dare would actually have those like traveling shows. Oh yeah. So I actually went to one. I think it was. It must have been in Boston because I was definitely not in high school or anything. I might have been in middle school, and uh, actually got called up on the stage with my mom. <laughs> of course you did. That's, yeah. that's well. She wanted to do Amazing Race. Like that's the kind of thing your mom does. Like she she finds her way into those sort of situations. Yeah. How did so you even got- know what it was though? You'd never even seen Double Dare. Well, no, I again, when I go to people's houses, that's okay. the time I okay. shine. I get to see these things. <laughs> so you came home and said, Mom, there's a show <laughs> called Double Dare. We yeah. should go to a live taping in Boston <laughs> and see if we can get on it. So, yeah, 
Did you participate then? You were like a contestant? Yeah, we got to go up on stage. And again, it wasn't like a taping of the show. It's like, you know how they'll have traveling versions of it. They'll just come to different cities and do like a okay. stage show. Okay, gotcha. It's still the same concept, but just not the actual TV show. Uh, they actually had one at Penn State. They did like a Price is Right, a traveling Price is Right, which was awesome. So it was like the same thing, but didn't get called up there. But I did get called up with my mom for Double Dare, the traveling show. And uh, yeah, I think so. It was weird. So we were paired with another twosome. So it was like okay. four v four, four versus yeah. a team of four. Yeah. And we had to, there were these, these giant water balloons. And then one of the teammates was sitting in a giant high chair as like a baby. And you had to and throw it up there. And he had like the food. And he had to get the water balloons up there. And he had to catch it in like a bucket. And then whoever's bucket was filled with water or the balloons themselves. Yeah. One. Dude, I was actually going to guess not exactly that, but something very similar, which is like, did you throw water balloons at someone who had a spike on their helmet and <laughs> yeah, the it, it knock out the water balloons and, and then the water would fall into a bucket and then it would it would go up to a level? It's pretty dang close. Pretty so much yeah, the same thing. Did you much. get to do the physical challenges where you um, got to stick your hand up the, the big giant nose and try and find the flag? <laughs> Unfortunately, so that was the thing. So you, it was like you, you did these first challenges and then if you won it then you moved on to the big you know it was like an obstacle course where yes yeah. someone has the hand up the nose yeah. so we were doing it i was not very strong as a child <laughs> so like, i would be trying to throw the water because these were like big water balloons i couldn't i don't think i, I even got the water all the way up to the top of the high chair <laughs> it's pretty sad Poor so we did not win even. that challenge so we did not move on to the final big you, obstacle did, you didn't make it to the final challenge was there a giant nose with slime in it I honestly feel like there was there, there has to be like after that there has to be a little treadmill they have to climb up and right and fly at <laughs> the top fun. of that but they're covered in slime and they're trying to get it there's like a no, big cake just... or a pizza that you have to dig into and yeah. get the flag find the flags of course you got to wear your safety helmet because I'm sure that did a lot when you're oh, and elbow pads and everything yeah that's right yeah. so unfortunately we did not make it to that round but did you get I... slimed at all no that because that was the final round this you, was just so you, the there water. was no opportunity like, for slime otherwise no because i feel like the water was the slime like oh they're getting so wet <laughs> but uh that was the extent of my double dare challenge <laughs> that is spectacular we need to host a double dare challenge somehow i'm sure you can <laughs> i'm sure there's like a package you can buy to have people show up with all this stuff and oh you know there were always those games where it's like oh bring double dare home it's like that's they that's not the same. That's not, not the same. <laughs> no, I want legit. I want that nose and I want the flags and slime. I want it all. Interesting project. So that'd be a big ass paper mache nose that we'd have to uh, get our kids. School just went back to school. Talk to the art teachers. Okay. Year long project. Year long project. The <laughs> double dare nose. <laughs> or the, the mountain the and guts. Either one. Or what? <laughs> the mountain and guts. I don't know. Yeah. The aggro crag. Aggro either, crag. Either the aggro crag or the nose from double dare. Well, it's funny. Over the summer, uh, so kids, we like to have fun family shows or whatnot. And so we, I, we went back. And so we started watching Legends of the Hidden Temple because I was like, first of all, I need to catch up. I've only seen a handful. I've seen like five episodes sparingly. Right? Yeah. So they liked that one a lot. Uh, we did Guts. Um, I'm trying to think. There must have, there had to be one more. Wasn't there in like that whole era? It was like Hidden Temple, Guts, and did you watch Trouble Bear. American Gladiators? Because that's yeah. what I, I used to watch that on repeat when that I was, was a kid. Yeah blazer i mean laser. <laughs> you got names like blaze laser and blazer and all kinds of shit 
so yes uh we did do a a marathon of old kid game shows which was oh do you remember where in the world is carmen san diego absolutely okay supposedly our good friend from school josh reifschneider was on an episode we gotta find the episode we need to know maybe he's on imdb we should check as a game show contestant you get on (laughs) i don't i don't know maybe Okay, sorry. Another real fun fact. You should put yourself on IMDb for being at the Double Dare Traveling Show episode. Just make it up. 47. So, okay. Sorry. I have another side story. I just had to go because IMDb. So, when I was working at Penn State, one of our assistant coaches was named, uh, or currently is, she's still with us, uh, Laura Coleman. And she was a all-star when she played. She played at Clemson. She made it to the league. And she was great. So, do you remember the movie Joanna Man? Yeah. So uh, they were casting, they needed Joanna's teammates. Yeah. And a Toro Coleman got cast as one of Joanna Man's teammates. And she has one or two lines in the movie. So she is super embarrassed by it. So Toro, if you're listening and watching, I'm sorry, but it is spectacular. And uh, she is listed in IMDb and she is actually part of the Screen Actors Guild because of it. <laughs> I think you get benefits for life for that. I think. I don't know about the benefits, but I know she had to pay to be in it. Yeah, she's set forever. She can retire. So, SAG member herself. SAG member. Well, um, listen, she was good enough and looked the part enough to be cast as a professional or semi-pro basketball player in a movie. So, yeah. She can still lace them up. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's uh, mad respect. Mad respect. Tor Coleman. IMDb-er. IMDb. Do it. (laughs) All right, so um, today we are going to cover our rankings. Yes. This is, this is an exciting episode because not only do you get to see the disparity between our picks, but we also get to put together some do it. 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 Bacardi and Cola. Do it. Do it. And yes, I have to lean up to the mic. Now that we have video, it kind of looks a little more awkward, but do it. <laughs> this is how we always do it. This is how we always do it. This is how we always do it. Do so, it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, so we're going to cover some NFL news first, and then we'll get yes. into our positional rankings. Um, the big news that that dropped like as soon as we got done with our podcast on Thursday was the Deshaun Watson suspension has been moved to 11 games. Um, I think, in my opinion, that makes him undraftable. I don't see any reason to hang on to a guy for that long for six games at the end, I mean, and you don't even know what you're going to get. He hasn't played right. in two years, so like, and, and the Browns suck. So I don't know. Not interested. Um, Baker Mayfield has officially been named the starter in Carolina everyone's surprised which is exciting <laughs> that was really dumb uh and it looks like the raiders are going to move on from Kenyon drake which i think yeah. is um not big news because you were going to necessarily play Kenyon drake although he did have some value last year he did he would have but, flashes last year it's like damn it like if you're josh jacobs did. owner like, son of a bitch it's a Kenyon drake game <laughs> yeah i know i know i think it, it says a couple things to me number one they feel good enough about what they have elsewhere yeah. um and number two new coaching regime you know, they get to pick their guys. And so that while on the one hand, it makes me more comfortable in Josh Jacobs because you don't have Kenny Drake stealing from him. On the other hand, you've already seen some Zamir white in the preseason makes me a little bit nervous for Josh Jacobs. Like, do you think that they, if they're willing to just call their own shots and just be like, nah, we don't want Kenny Drake. We want Zamir white to fill that role. Maybe, maybe we want Zamir white. Zamir White to take over more work? I don't know. I yeah. I'll be a little bit nervous on that. It, it was kind of interesting because obviously the offense McDaniel's runs, he likes to have that third down catching back, and that was more of Kenyon Jake's role. He was yeah. that guy. So yep. it's interesting to kind of see him leave. I'll just always remember freaking Kenyon Drake from when the uh 
Patriots were playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins. The end of that. And Gronk tried to tackle him. <laughs> oh, why was like I know you have him as like your deep safety in case of a hail mary, but like what? <laughs> I was, I just feel like that was Gronk being like, hey, hey, let, let me get out there. Let, let me, me get out there. Let me go. I, I, I promise, coach. I, I swear to you, I'll catch it. This up. I will catch it. <laughs> I will catch it. Oh god. That was bad. That ended up costing the Patriots uh, some good like playoff position. Cost them a one seed or something. Like yeah, they got knocked. They knocked in positioning. They ended up yeah. getting the road game or something. I don't know. We always lose in Miami. We always so lose in Miami. first week of the season. They're at Miami, and I'm like, and guess what? We lost to Miami last year. I'm not. I'm not falling for that trap. Uh, I'm excited to see what the new Dolphins look like too. Yeah, yikes. So the other news, I thought it's not. I don't even know if it's really news, but if you look hard enough, you can find it. There's something weird going on in Washington. Antonio Gibson, he's fumbled in the preseason again. He had six fumbles last year. And Brian Robinson got the start in the last preseason game, and Antonio Gibson was fielding punts. So, <laughs> like, I'm not – I know that's. it sounds like, oh, you're in the doghouse. That's punishment. He's their guy. But stuff that I'm reading and stuff that I'm hearing is, no, that's not just punishment. Right. This, could be, this could be more than that. And that's, is there- that is actually really substantial. Is there any player that's fallen farther than Antonio Gibson from the beginning of preseason last season? Like preseason last so season, he was hype. Christian McCaffrey 2.0. Yes. And right now he so is much hype about him, saying, not going to even start. McLaurin and Gibson are two guys you're going to want to draft high. Everyone's going to want them. Like they're going to be studs. And yep. Gibson, man, just just like last week. You know, he went. <laughs> Where on the slide flute would that be? Is that a is that a He's far a, away from you or a it's uh, because what the farther away is the down, or the, whoop, whoop, I don't know. It's down. It's just whoop. he's going down. He's going down. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I got to tell you, I think this is really substantial. I don't know the exact plan of action from a drafting perspective. I will tell you, I did pick up Brian Robinson in the 14th round of a draft last night, and value. Yeah, I sort of was like, ah, it's a, it's a dart throw, but I did know that I'm out on Gibson in general. I just. I had him last year. You drafted him last year. You should be out on yeah, him. I'm out on him. So um, I was already out on him, and I thought maybe everyone else would be. And then, of course, the fumbles and all that stuff. And then I started reading it after the draft. It was actually after the draft. I was like, I opened up Brian Robinson's page, and it's like, it looks like he's the presumed starter. And I was like, whoa, like, hang on, what? what? <laughs> like, I knew they benched him for that preseason game, but like, right. I didn't think that was a big deal. You know, like, man, I didn't realize he had six fumbles last year. I may have to change my rankings a little bit. <laughs> you had Antonio Gibson as number three Dude, running back. Four on my okay. board. Nope, you're stuck. Do it. Do it. Antonio <laughs> do Gibson it, versus Christian McCaffrey. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I would. I would. I would see. I think you're going to see Brian Robinson shooting up the draft boards. Okay. We'll see what happens this next preseason game, but it'll be interesting. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of rankings, should we talk? So we did our, our positional rankings for this episode. So we obviously got quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We are not doing kickers and defenses. Come on, get out of here with that. Get out of here. So how you want to do this? You want to do, we list our top 10 at each position, and then you go from there. What do you think? Yeah, let's start off with that, because I think there, there are a lot of guys that are kind of more middle ranked that we have like pretty different. That I think we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, bigger disparities. But our top 10s are mostly the same. They're in different orders, but they're mostly the same. There's two guys, honestly. There's one quarterback and one tight end that we don't have the same in the top 10. Otherwise, yeah. pretty much the same. So I'll, I'll start with quarterback, and then we'll hear yours as well. Ten in this order, I've got, starting 1 to 10, I've got Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson at 5. That's one we have different. 
Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. And I I'm will actually, say, um, uh, honorable mention, I've got Trey Lance at 11, which is really high comparatively. Honorable mention? Get out of here with honorable mentions. What? what? Oh, I'll just throw an 11. They're doing 10. Hey, guess this what, one guys? goes up to 11. Here's my 11. <laughs> this one goes up to 11. <laughs> uh, I was actually surprised you put Brady as high as you did. And you dropped your boy Dak down. But as we talked about, he did lose some weapons. So, Yeah, I, I think I think losing Amari Hurts and Gallup being out a couple weeks at the beginning of the season, uh, I think they're going to focus more on the running backs with healthier Zeke this year. I think Dak will be totally fine. I would feel totally confident if I walked out of a draft with him as my quarterback. I really would. No okay. concern whatsoever. There's just there's so many of them this year. I think there's yeah. so many good good options. Yeah, fair. Uh, so our, our top four were the same. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, uh, Patty Mahomes, Lamar. And then I went actually with your boy, Jalen Hurts at five, who, you know, I typically I hadn't been as high on last season. I wasn't, but, you know, he's been showing he can. Uh, six, I had Kyler. Seven, I had Dak. Eight, Brady. Nine, Burrow. Ten, Stafford. So yep. that was kind of... And, and you had Russell Wilson honor, at 11. Honorable, honorable mention. Russell Wilson at 11. Well, I wanted to mention Russell Wilson because I am at five and you have yeah. at 11. So it's funny because, you know, how I would, when I'm doing my rankings, I like to just kind of visualize it and I go by division. And so I'm like, okay, AFC East. And so then I'll start. Always start with the AFC East, of course, the number Obviously. one division, right? Why wouldn't, that's how everyone should start. <laughs> uh, and so I just kind of work my way and then have my list. And so then I'll be like, oh crap, I forgot about this. And I got to like figure out where I'm sliding him back on the scale. So. Russell was kind of one of those guys. I'm like, oh crap. Like, yeah. And he was honestly, for me, the hardest to place within the honorable mention of 11. I at one point I did have him at like five, but then I dropped into like 11. It was just hard for me, at least from on my side to get him on that scale. I had trouble with a couple of guys. He was one of them because yeah, you're a new team, right? You don't know what you're going to get, but I just think he's got so many weapons and yes. I think it's a good yeah, situation. He didn't look great in the second half. I know he's still banged well, up. Yeah, but... he did. He was he was balling out in Seattle every year. He's like a no, no, I'm saying top last five season. quarterback. Last season. He broke his thumb last season. He rushed back. He came back way too early. Couldn't throw the ball. Literally couldn't throw the ball. And then when he was healthy, he was fine. You right. know? But he's a, he's a top fiver like every year. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I like his weapons a lot. You know, running backs too. I think we mentioned this earlier. His running backs are the best he's ever had. Uh, other than Marshawn. No, no disrespect, to, no disrespect to beast mode. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I had trouble with him. I had trouble with Derek Carr, who I put at 15. You put at 12. I had trouble with Tua, you know, because we're trying to figure out, like, Where man, I want to be all in on this. But yeah. I still haven't totally seen it from a fantasy perspective, you know. So those were guys I had a lot of trouble with this year. Okay. Want to move on, on running backs? backs? What do you think? Let's do it. Tell me yours first this time. Okay. Running backs. I got JT number one, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, and Alvin Kamara. Okay. I've got the same 10 guys in different order, but I'm starting with Jonathan Taylor as well. CMC at number two. I'm going Derrick Henry at three. I think he'll be healthy and well. I've got Dalvin all the way up at four, which I know exactly why you didn't put him that high. No. But from a talent standpoint and production, whenever he's healthy, he's a he's total a stud. He's a I got threat. Najee at five, Eckler at six. Mixon seven, DeAndre Swift eight, Camara, and then Fournette. So I have Camara Fournette flipped as well. Um, yeah, but mostly mostly the same, you know, same name certainly, and mm-hmm. mostly the same order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. that it's going to come down to health. Um, honestly, that's usually what it is. So 
Dalvin has never, I think he's never played a full season. So it's probably not a great move on my part, but <laughs> I don't know. I worry a little bit about Eckler just from a, I know size is, we talk about that a lot with running backs and it may, be, it may not be fair because he was mostly healthy last year, but he's, he's prone to missing games too. He's so prone, see. but yeah, I mean, for the most part he was healthy, but uh, no, he's, he's prone, but I, I just like him. I just love his versatility. I mean, especially the Chargers on offense this year are just going to be stacked, which they are they stacked. last year. So God, it's, it's so true. I think he could be one of the main cogs for that. And so, but that's just me. The only thing, I mean, don't get me wrong. Derek Henry is a freaking cyborg. Uh, their offense is going to take a slight step back, but which then means he will be more of a focal point. So it's a toss up. Yeah. So the question with him is always like, is, is a stacked box going to matter? You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. it does, sometimes it doesn't. The way he runs, he wears people down. And usually it's second half, he starts to take off. It doesn't matter if you put all 11 guys in the, in the front line, he's going to get through there. Right. The other thing I will say about him, though, and we saw this some last year, is he started catching more passes. He did. He had like career highs and, targets and receptions in just those like eight games and so he's really on pace to get you know maybe it's like three targets a game or so which that's a lot more than he had gotten previously i mean he literally was like eight targets all season kind of guy you know and now we're looking at potentially like 40 to 50 targets that could be pretty substantial that'd be big for him i think i think it'd be healthy enough because he he did come back i feel the same way like we can talk about him later but i feel the same way about cam Akers. he came back for the playoffs you got to see him in action so yep. you know he's capable of playing. Um, he got, he got to test out his foot. He's fine after the season. So he just had all offseason to heal. I think it will be fine. Okay. Fair. Fair. Let's move on to receivers. My top 10. Cooper Cup, Jeff- Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams at five, Debo six, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb. It was sad for me to see CD drop down to 10 because I was so hot on him last year. You he burned me, man. I was surprised when you put him at 10. Uh, we were actually pretty much on par here because I had Cup, Jefferson Chase, Diggs, Devontae Adams, so the same top five. Uh, we flipped Debo and Tyreek. Yep. Uh, and then Evans, Keenan Allen, and Lamb. So Almost I mean, the really, exact same. Yeah. Yeah. So those are – I mean, I feel like those are pretty given that, yeah, these are your 10 guys. <laughs> 10 to 20 gets really interesting. It does. Because uh, you and I have a lot of differences, but also I just think that's a lot harder to tell. Mm Because I think what happens with 10 to 20 is there are guys who we feel like could be top 10. And and we and that's where people have different opinions on who could be top 10. Right. Very true. Very true. Uh, okay. Moving on to the most heated and contested tight ends. Such the the depth of T. Uh so I went with Mark Andrews one, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. Uh, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki, and Cole Komet. Okay. For your boy, Justin Fields. My boy, Justin Fields. You know it. I've got Kelsey one, Andrews two, Pitts three, which is a little higher for than you, Kittle and then Waller, Hawkinson, Schultz, and Goddard. I've got Dawson Knox at nine and Zach Ertz at 10. You've got Ertz at, at 11, so you're, you're right there with me. You right. jumped uh, Gasicki up there and Cole Komet. I've also got Komet at 14, so I'm, I'm pretty high on him too. Um, but Gasicki is one that I was not as high on this year. Too many yeah. other options in my opinion Sure, um, in Miami, but he's he has proven as a PPR at least, he's proven to be pretty studly. Yeah, I just feel like the past couple of years he's been consistent. He's been a good target for Tua. And obviously I know they got – they just completely reloaded their offense, but – I don't know. I feel like there's that consistency there a little bit, and it's a good red zone target. 
Um, so I like them. And again, I'm always partial to when I got to see them in college. It's like, I know you were a little bit, especially with your brother and, and Drew Brees. So when I got to see him at Penn State, like he was a beast and he was just fun to watch. And he's he's another one I just like to watch. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, we've got our full rankings. They're going to be available. Um, the link will be in the show notes if you want to check those out. We've highlighted green and red for players that uh, one of us is higher on than the other pretty substantially. So you'll see a fair amount of green and red in there. We do make up our rankings. You know, see a fair amount of green and red. Yeah, I mean, we're just we make up our own rankings. We're not just going carbon copy of whatever the other sites have. So mm-hmm. these are how we feel about the players and the situations that they're in. And so there's some pretty big differences we're going to get to here yes. in the next few minutes as well. Yes. So speaking of those differences, uh, what we're going to do now is kind of highlight, give you a few players where we were kind of way off on and then kind of talk about why. So uh, let's start off with quarterbacks, Kemp. Let's jump right in. All right. We had four quarterbacks that I think were at least noteworthy on how different we had them ranked. We talked about them briefly with Russell Wilson. I mentioned Trey Lance as an honorable mention, number 11 for me. Um, And you like him too at 15. That's not that far off. Right. It's not that far uh jared goff a hometown boy for you you're going with 18 i got him at 24 and trevor lawrence i've got 19 and you've got him at 25 so tell me your hesitation again on russell wilson here new system is it is it just that simple yeah honestly it's the new system and i mean he's not that old but obviously he's getting older and oh, come i know on. he was hurt i know he was banged up last season where do you got I tom brady where you got tom brady <laughs> Tom, he's just such a physical specimen that Tom Brady. <laughs> You'll spit your water out as I say that. Uh, so I don't know. I just think it, it, there might be somewhat of a learning curve for him. And again, I just wasn't as loving what I saw at the end of last year. I know he rushed back with the you know messed up hand, but again, that's just my hesitation. And, and I'm not gonna lie, it was hard for me to place him. At one point, I did have him at five. At one point, I had him at thirty. No, I didn't. But uh, it kept sliding. Basically, 11 was the lowest, his, his floor. Yeah. Five with his ceiling. So it, it just kept sliding. Now I'm remembering it was Mallet Finger that he had. It wasn't his right. thumb. It was it Mallet Finger. Because I remember <laughs> with the same injury, we were injury buddies. Yeah. You had this. We had the, the image. It was like, nah. yeah, that was pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I just think that I think he's going to air it out. I know we talked about this in a previous episode about they've got these two stud running backs. And so they're definitely going to run the ball. But. Yep. I'm I'm just real high on Cortland Sutton. You are too. In our rankings, we're real high on him. Um, I think Jerry Judy is really good too when he's healthy. And I think KJ Hamler, your old Penn State boy, is a stud too. So they just got a lot of good options. Um, I think he's going to air it out. I really do. I just think let him cook. He's going to be in a lot of shootouts too. I mean, that division is so stacked. Yeah. I also played into the fact like he's going to play the Chargers twice, the Chiefs twice, the Raiders twice. There'll be a lot of points in those games. True. And so, um, whether they're playing from behind or just trying to keep up in general, I think I think he's going to air it out a lot personally. Right. Um, I think he's still got he's still got some some floor with his legs. Um, he can still run, so that kind of puts him above some of those pocket passers like Stafford. Um, I don't know. I, I like this situation personally. That's fair. I get it. I get Trey it. Lance is a wild card, right? So we've only really we've only seen him card. for a few games last year, and he showed flashes of being pretty good. Um, still a rookie last year, and so you're not really sure if he's got the full full playbook at his disposal but he's got a he's got a big arm he can run the ball pretty well pretty effectively i think he's i think he's going to catapult into that conversation as like a top tier quarterback this year also has weapons i mean geez you got debo i like iuke and uh, of course kittle is a stud right so he's got he's got weapons too and their running backs are getting thinner you know i like elijah elijah Moore a lot um sorry elijah mitchell a lot but um 
you know, they got rid of my man, Mostert, who was such a yeah, stud. Boy. So yeah, good. Boy. He had two carries last year. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I just think, I think Trey Lance, they want to, you see this sometimes. Number one, you see teams that want to kind of open it up because they just drafted a guy and they want to justify it. So they want to just open it up, let him, let him go and show everybody why they did it. They, yep. They've been really, they've been really confident letting Jimmy Garoppolo go, which tells me they're seeing something in Trey Lance that they, they really wanted to see because Garoppolo I, is no slouch. He's not. I've, yes, I'm sure they are seeing something in Trey Lance, but I think they also had to. Like they just at this point, you made that you took the third pick with Trey Lance, and you're not just going to sit him for how many years. So I think they had to. It's not, like yes, I'm sure they are seeing stuff, but at some point, like like nope, he's going to be playing. I don't care if he's not looking the best. He's in there. He's our guy. We put this investment with him. So yeah. I'm not saying that he's definitively beat out Garoppolo for the job necessarily. Cause I agree with you. Like they've got the investment in there, but I do think, I, I think they obviously like they want to win and they've got a roster to win right. and they've got a defense that's strong. And they're like, Hey, we've got a window here, especially with a you know quarterback coming in his second year in his contract teams. They go all in when they've got young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, they're going to give them every opportunity to succeed. Um, I hope he doesn't become like a game manager because of that, you know, because they think they just need to win games like that. I don't think that's his style anyway, though. I think he's going to, I think he's going to air it out and he's going to run the ball a lot. Um, I, I'm expecting big things from him this year. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. He could be, you know, some people saying they're going to take him to the Super Bowl this year. Other was like, ah, he's a little off. Maybe. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll be fun to watch just to say the least. It'll be. Yeah. To see. Uh, so yeah, now I went with hometown Jared Goff. I, I put him a little higher than you, obviously. Uh, and I don't know, man, I just feel like second year with the lions, I was really liking the offense, the second half of the season. And I know this is still a sore subject for you, but I'm on Ross St. Brown was looking spectacular. I mean, the connection those two had, I was reading some stat that Jared Goff in the second half of the season was top five in yards passed and completions and stuff like that. Uh, or yardage, excuse me. So I don't know. There's just something about, I mean, again, it's not like I have him in the top 15. It's not like it's top 10 or anything. I put him at 18 that where, you know, he'd be a solid backup. Uh, if one of your guys goes Maybe down, a streamer. Yeah. I think, you know, he's a solid play and I think he could have a big upside, especially if you have an Amon Ra, that's a good little hookup to have on, on your squad. So I don't disagree with you actually, which is crazy. Cause like I know our rankings are six positions off. I don't disagree <laughs> with what you're saying. And, I actually thought like including him in my top 25 was kind of an endorsement of him. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I think he's okay. You know, he's one of the top 32 quarterbacks. Yeah. Obviously I love Amon Ra and Hawkinson and Deandre Swift when he's healthy. Right. He's a great pass catcher too. So he's got a lot of options, a lot of weapons. There Jamal too. Williams coming in. Jamal, and Jamal Williams is a great pass catcher out of the backfield too. Lots of weapons there. Um, I think part of this is I actually think they might be more competitive this year. I hope they're more competitive this year. They may not just be getting blown out, you know, garbage time, just throwing, chucking the ball, always in comeback mode. They had so many games they could have won, man. Like, well, they lost in the last second by field goals. That, they did They did do that a fair amount. They um, did do that. But I, I don't know. I think I, I I have optimism in him. And maybe I need to move him up a couple spots. Hmm. Tannehill, Tannehill might not be the right call. I think he could probably jump Tannehill. There we go. But um, So maybe I'll go to 23. But There it is. There I don't is. know. I think Mac Jones takes a step forward this year. He's also got Devontae Parker now. I think Matt Ryan's going to have actually a pretty good year this year <laughs> in Indianapolis. Um, he's he's a, still a good quarterback. He just didn't have any weapons last year. Matt Ryan, um, go. I got people like Jameis Winston, who I'm 
if he's healthy, I'm excited to see what he can do in New Orleans. Dude, as well. He might air it out this year. He might air it out too. So like I had him in 17. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm in 18. I mean, same thing. So like I just a bunch of guys like that. It was kind of like I don't know. I guess golf's kind of in the same. Like if you know, a lot of people do like positional tiers. I think golf. If I'm doing tiers, he probably falls into a tier with a lot of those guys. Where it's like Ugh, decent upside, good weapons, second year in a system. We'll see. Um, so kind of in the same bucket as a lot of those guys, but yeah, I, I like uh, I like the next guy on the list a little bit better. I like I like Trevor Lawrence this year, second year. He's got a real head coach this time. Yes. He's got a former quarterback as a head coach. Um, <laughs> they've added weapons. They got Christian Kirk in there. ATN is back you and are healthy. Loving Christian Kirk, but anyway, continue. I am pretty high on Christian Kirk this year. Yes, um, they got ATN back and healthy. So yeah, I think Trevor's going to take a big step forward. I really hope he is. I like him as a player. Right. Uh, I thought he was not good at all last year, but I also couldn't blame him for that. They had a garbage team and he got urban leadership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got urban, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, so. don't, don't get me wrong. I really hope he does because I too, I loved him in college. I love what he was able to do. I mean, everyone's saying he's the first can't miss prospect since Andrew Luck going number one. So it's just like, you want to see it. You always just hate to see where a talent is just kind of wasted. And so yeah. uh, I don't get me wrong. I really hope he does do well. I want him to be better than 25. I just, <clears throat> again, on that kind of sliding scale in those tiers, yeah, he could be anywhere from 25 to 18. But then I'm looking at, at the names we just listed off, like the Matt Ryan, you know, even like someone like a Baker Mayfield, which I know it's kind of a little contested. Uh, but Jameis Winston, Jared Goff in that conversation, like Goff at least and Winston have proven that they can do this and have that you know, potential for big upside, especially I'm looking at Winston and at the Saints offense, they kind of reloaded. So they could be pretty dangerous. So I'm really hoping for Lawrence. I just, it might take him another year to get there. I think he's going to take a step forward, but it's not going to be as big as we all hope. I think. Yeah. I actually, um, I think he's got, he's got some rushing upside as well. Bit, he's, got, yeah. he's got a lot of upside in general where golf doesn't have quite as much upside to me. We have seen golf before, but we've, we've also seen what he's capable of and it's not typically top 20, you know, in small spurts, he can be top five for the last four games of the season. Okay. That's great. Um, hey, but if you're, if you're just winning week by week and you need him to fill in, take it. Yeah. But no one's going to, yeah. It, if he hits again, the stride, that's really like our you know, rankings are right now. These are not our <laughs> starting quarterbacks that we're right. here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think um I, I also think there's not enough attention being given to Evan Ingram going down to Jacksonville, who I have shit on in the past. And in the Giants offense, he never really seemed to make the splash you wanted him to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think definitely the better tight end than they had all of last year. Um, and they've got again Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones is healthy and I don't know. I, I like I like the moves they made. They also bolstered the offensive line to yep. kind of protect him a little bit better. So I think he's in a much better situation with a quarterback as a head coach. I think there's there's a as good of a chance as he's going to have right now. Uh, he's not like in the wasteland of Cleveland of years past. Yeah, you know he's this team is, is better than that. He's not, not Tim, Tim Couch. Couch. Yeah, I agree. Fair. All right. So looking at our quarterbacks, as we all know from last season, Cameron and I did a do it bet board where. We would ride with two guys throughout the entire season and two guys from each position, excuse me. And, uh, you know, ride with them the entire season to see who would accumulate the most fantasy points by the end of the year. Uh, if last year, remember my boy, Matty Ryan won the quarterback <laughs> battle. The worst the- battle ever. It was the worst battle ever. There were weeks when our guys both had like two and a half points or something. I was crazy. Say less than five <laughs> points. Uh, all right. So 
there are two quarterbacks in this grouping who we are going to use for our do it bet for this season. And it is Trevor Lawrence versus Jared Goff. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Trevor Lawrence, do more it, points. Do it. do it, do it. Jared Goff, do it. Do it, do it. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. My sweetie, do it. 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 Come on, do it. Do seriously, what? seriously. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, so, yes, we will be tracking these two all season since they kind of had the biggest disparity amongst our rankings. Again, obviously, these are not you're going to be your starting quarterbacks per se. It's your hope they're not going to be. But, uh, again, with our rankings, these guys had the biggest disparity and where we had them. So we thought it would be fun to kind of see what they did, man. And, and listen, just, I don't think these are garbage quarterbacks either. They're so not. This is not. This is not, like, not going to be exciting. I actually think there are going to be some weeks when these guys really ball out and we're going to be like, all right, there you go. Like, that's um, the thing. Like, so. these guys have the ability to do it. And yeah. it's just going to be fun to see when they do it and who's going to be doing it better. So that's why we did it. And we're doing it. We're do doing it. Do it. it. Let's move on. Running backs. Let's go. Running backs. All right. You take the lead here. I'm tired of talking. All right. So here are a lot more names. I mean, obviously, uh, with quarterbacks, we only did top 25. Running backs, we went all the way to 50. So there was, you know, a lot of, lot of different, um, you know, thoughts behind it. So looking at the top, uh, Kemper is not very high on one Saquon Barkley. And, you know, we've talked about him in the past couple episodes. Uh, you know, some reports coming out that he doesn't know how to play his position. And yet <laughs> coming out that uh, he's looked the best he ever has. And that's including his rookie year when he won offensive rookie of the year, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I am hoping for a relative bounce back for him. And again, I put him at 11. So that's kind of like a second round pickup for me, maybe even the beginning of the third. Maybe just depending on where his Rod second season, he was a top three draft pick. Yeah. The past three second, years, his second year, people were drafting him as one dot one. Exactly. In a lot of leagues. And, you know, obviously the, the, the injury and, and what he was battling with last year hurt him. So, I mean, I, he, 11 is definitely a fall, a, a big drop from one, two and three. Uh, but you obviously have him way lower. Why? Why'd you put him that low? So I have him at 19 and right. um, some of that's the inconsistency. Some of it's, other options that I think are a little bit more consistent in general. He's also in a bucket with some pl- other players. I just happen to like more. Yeah. He, he's got the talent, man. He's got that breakaway speed and he's, he's got pretty good vision. He dances a little too much for me. And yeah, also man. really, this is more of an indictment on the giants in general, <laughs> although they've got a new coach and a new system and everything. And I'm hopeful that it, it works out for them. Like they were a freaking dumpster fire last year, man. It, it was, it was so bad. It's hard to get that image out of your mind. And it's hard. Like I had him, I drafted him last year at a discount last year mm-hmm. because he was coming off injury and he still didn't perform. And um, not, it's not all on him, obviously, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting pessimistic that he's ever going to really return to form. And I'm going to invoke a name that I'm very concerned oh, is, is going to be dooming him, but it kind of reminds me of Trent Richardson a little. Oh, bit. don't say it. Uh, where you thought this was an absolute slam dunk monster and he turned out to to fizzle. Now, I think I'll disagree a tiny bit just because I feel like they were different players. Like Trent Richards was more of in the Derrick Henry mold of, you know, you just beat him down, just hitting that hole hard and because he was a big body. Uh, and yeah, you're right. He had a great rookie year and then just kind of disappeared. I mean, yeah, he was a high pick. He he, he was caught a, three, a lot of number three. <laughs> yeah, he caught a lot of balls over the middle though too, just dump downs. So I mean, I think there was some similarity there, and Ugh. man, he just faded away. And I, I, I don't think the same thing's going to happen to Saquon necessarily, but because I can't get that out of my head, I've kind of hedged a little bit and said 
if he's there at 19, I'll, I'll take him. him. <laughs> if he can be <laughs> like my flex or something, like, yeah, sure, well, I'll, I'll take a shot. It's funny you say if he's there at 19 because I'm reading all these articles like Taquan Barkley's being drafted way too high. I'm like, so he ain't going to be there <laughs> as RB19. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you're as you're saying, like just the past few years have been brutal. This is literally his make or break year um, just for his I, career. I do, agree, I do agree with that. I mean, it's his contract year. It's you've had two years, obviously one being an injury and two last year with half injury, just half not being yourself. So he he has to return to I don't want to say an MVP form, but he has to show people like, no, I still belong here and I can still do it at a top five level. So that's why I'm, I'm slowly hesitant or excuse me. I'm hesitantly positive about him just because at least he got a new system. They tried to make some improvements with that offense. And, you know, it's also the pressure on Daniel Jones. So for the both of them to show out, they can prove a lot of people wrong. I have more faith in Saquon Barkley shown out than I do Daniel Jones, but I don't know. I'm, hesitantly positive about him but again it's he's still my honorable mention out of the top 10 that's true that's true um on the other side of things i'm pretty bullish on javante williams this year you are very bullish and i know it's hard to be bullish on a quarterback and a running back in the same team you know because (laughs) especially if he's not like a pass catching running back i just think this guy is an absolute monster and i think he's going to be one of those where when melvin finally steps out of the way and melvin ain't going away so that's not this year i know that's why you're probably why your rankings are down but He's not going away this year, but I don't think it necessarily matters. I think they, they can both thrive. They can mm-hmm. both be usable. I just think this guy is legit special. Um, I thought it in college when we watched him, unfortunately, yeah. just barreling so, over our team. Too much. Uh, when he was at Carolina. But And so I think he's he's just he's just waiting for his time to shine and waiting for Melvin to get out of the way, basically. And again, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I don't think it matters. I think he's last year he was like the, the 1B <laughs> to Melvin's 1A. I right. think this year he's the 1A and Melvin's the 1B. Sure. And that's why I've got him ranked as high as I do. So, and then using your own information kind of as a counterpoint for you, the reason why I didn't have him as high as you do is, you know, if you're talking about Russ, he's going to want to be airing it out. You're paying him all this money. You, you, you gave up all this for him. You're going to want him to earn it and that he's going to be throwing it. And then, and again, just the only reason I also put him back is Melvin Gordon. As you said, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Javante, I do agree. I think will be one a to Melvin's one B, but he's still there. He's still going to be snaking touchdowns. He's still going to be snaking some catches. So that's just why I had to drop Javante a few spots back farther than you did. I still think he's, I mean, he is Denver's future hundred percent. And we, I think we were all kind of shocked that they re-signed Melvin in the off season. Cause if they didn't boom, he's a top five pick. Uh, but that's, that's the only reason why I had him slide a little bit. Yep. Well, I think, I think because we all think he's a top five pick talent wise. I mean, I, and I know what you're saying. Like he would have been if he didn't have the competition, Right. but you also, not everybody who doesn't have competition is a top five guy. True. I think Javante Williams is. And so, yeah, if you didn't have Melvin, he's top five. You do have Melvin, he's 12. That's that's my thought. You know? He's 12. That's fair. that's fair. Here's a controversial one for us, Cam Akers. So yeah. this is, I think, probably just injury more than anything else, but it could also be opportunity. It could be a split backfield with Daryl Henderson. We don't know. But I've got him at 14. You've got him at 30. Mm-hmm. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, <laughs> I'm just looking at the Rams, and I still see a loaded offense that – Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Allen Robinson, Tyler Higby. I mean, uh, you know, I still think they'll probably get Odell halfway through the year. So I just see that's such a high octane offense. And as you mentioned, there's still splitting potential with Daryl Henderson. So, and the injury concern. I mean, just with all those things, I was just weighing on my mind with Cam Akers. He just kept falling for me. Uh, just those, those big reasons. For me, he came back. And so we saw, like I mentioned with Derrick Henry, he did come back. And so we mm-hmm. saw his injury 
in play. He was not great, but he no. at least ran. He ran the ball. He carried the load. They gave him twenty <laughs> carries a game. He, like he was he held the ball. He he did hold up, and so I think that gave him confidence that his his leg or foot or ankle or Achilles or whatever is going to be fine. Um, the longer you are away from that injury, the better off you're going to be. He's sure. still super young. I mean, the guy's only like 23, 24, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's young. I, I Part of this, honestly, and this is how I evaluate a lot of these guys, is how I saw him in college. This guy was a freak in college. He was so freaking good on a really bad Florida State team. He was very good. And so I'm like, I think he's, I think he's the real deal. Um, it's not fair to just compare him to Dalvin Cook because they're both Florida State guys. But I don't know. I just see a lot of the same – characteristics there i think he's i think he's legit. we don't talk about dalvin we don't talk about dalvin uh there is an injury comparison there at least so but to your point i'm gonna use your point against you if they're gonna air it out as much as they are it's gonna that's gonna lighten the load up front quite a bit and so he's gonna he's not gonna see a stack box that often uh i think he is an, a capable pass catcher there's some conversation sean mcveigh's having about yeah i want to i want to even out the workload a little bit more and save my guys whereas he's historically been like a todd Gurley thumper just go 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 Right. Um, so that that has me worried, and maybe I need to drop him a little bit from that. But I think he's a dynamic playmaker type. Um, he's got he's got a different speed that some other guys just don't have. And so yeah. I like the upside. And that's why okay. I'm going on him. No, that's fair. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually surprised you had him higher than the next guy you have on our on our list here, AJ Dillon, because you are a big AJ Dillon guy. And again, don't get me wrong, I like him. It's just always concerning, not concerning. It's just always tough for me when there's that split backfield between him and Aaron Jones. And so that's why I have aided Dylan a little bit later. I just like to favor at this point people who are legit one A's workhorse. Yeah. Like, so that's don't get me wrong. I think AJ Dillon is a beast, although he did technically screw me one time last year when I was down 30 something points and I had Aaron Jones and it was Aaron Jones's five touchdown game. I needed two more points. And they pulled Aaron Jones for AJ Dillon at the like last five minutes, and I ended up losing by two points. After you should have been down by thirty-five in the first, staging play. a furious comeback. That's right. <laughs> but so again, that's that's my biggest thing. Aaron Jones is still there. Aaron Jones is still going to be doing good things for Green Bay. You know, obviously the the passing game is going to take a half step back with losing Devontae. So yeah, that's that's why I just dropped AJ. I know you love him, and that's why I was actually surprised you put him behind Cam. So I have AJ at 18, you have him at 28. And I, I think everything you said is fair, but I don't think that you, it's fair to say you can't have two top 20 running backs. You know, we've seen it a lot of times. We saw it sure. in Denver last year. We see it in Cleveland every year with Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. So I just think these guys are both like bona fide stars. Mm-hmm. And I also, we mentioned this stat a few episodes ago, but with Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay, I think there's going to be a lot more receiving work for the running backs. And that's not just Aaron Jones. Now I'm real high on Aaron Jones too. I've got him, I think at 11, but I think, I think uh, AJ Dillon, although he's massive and you wouldn't think he's a pass catcher, he's a really good pass catcher too. And so I think they're going to see both these guys. I think you might see them both on the field at sometimes. Um, I think he's an absolute touchdown maker as well. Oh, he so, is. Yeah. I just, I'm in, I'm in love with, I'm in love with those thighs. I'm in love with those thighs. He's you should big, love Saquon then too. Have you mofo. seen his legs? I know, that's true. His legs. That's true. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so that's fair. Well, then if you kind of look, we kind of have the inverse on the next guy on this is we got Josh Jacobs. So you have him at 28. I have him at 17. Especially now with this Ken and Drake news coming out, I'm liking where Josh Jacobs is where I have him in the rankings. Yeah. I think that's just looking good uh, that he is clearly the guy. And uh, yeah, I, 
I'll probably bump him up a spot or two because of that, but I'm not taking him 10 spots higher. I just don't, I don't have a lot of faith in him in general. I think he's a, I think he's an average back capable. He's totally fine. Um, But I think he's an average back. I got weirded out when he was starting the first preseason game (laughs) and you got a new coach in there. Who's like, everybody's fighting for their job kind of thing. They draft Samir white who I do like out of Georgia. Now, granted it was like fourth round. So he's not like a high draft pedigree, but I do think he's going to get his opportunities and, I think they're going to be more pass, more pass heavy. You know, I think they've got Devonta Adams in there now. They still got to feed Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. They're in such a loaded division as well. Like they're going to have to find a way to compete with Kansas City, and it ain't going to be Josh Jacobs on the ground. But didn't you just say with the Rams when they're pass heavy that opens it up for the running backs? Sure, it does, but not if you're behind every game. <laughs> not if you're losing, you're not going to hand the ball off. If you're down. It's all going to be shootouts. It's going to be fifty-two to forty-eight. You're gonna, if you're down fourteen score. in the first quarter already to, to you know Denver. Or Did you see Chargers how I was doing it? Those Raiders were last year, and that was without a head coach for half the year. So that's true. That's true. I think the Raiders would be a, a solid team. I really do. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, I'm just not, a, I'm not a Jacobs guy, to be honest. That's really what. And it honestly, is. it's funny. Like I'm not a huge Jacobs guy either, but I just, I, I know opportunity's got to be there, and it's got to matter, right? So that's, that's how you rank Definitely. them. It's based on opportunity and talent and all that. It is uh, on the head for me. Yeah, just didn't doesn't do it for me. That's fair. Uh, real quick though, I will say we've got two other ones that are pretty uh, des- disparate. Uh, I've got J.K. Dobbins. I like him this year at 22. You got him at 31. I got Kareem Hunt at 23. You got him at 34. I think Hunt, we talked about this with the the two-headed monster backfield. Uh, I think you're discounting how much, how high he has been historically, even you're though right. Chubb is the workhorse. You're right. I, I am. And, and I think they're going to have to pass even more because they got Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And so I think he's their <laughs> passing down back. Uh, they're going to have to I run the ball have, more. You know? I have underestimated what he has done in his time in Cleveland. I'm not going to lie. And that's, that's my fault, and that's my bad. Uh, I just – I don't know. I just never trusted him once he went there just because Chubb is such the workhorse and, and I love Nick Chubb and that's why. And so I kind of just was always half rooting against Kareem Hunt. It's like, no, give it to my man Chubb. I love that guy. Uh, so you're right. I, I probably am undervaluing him here, uh, but definitely the Browns are taking a step back this season. And I, I even had to bump my boy Nick Chubb down, which pained me to do so. I know. Uh, and I what's, probably just did too much here on Kareem. But what's crazy about these guys? Like, it's really interesting. Nick Chubb, I'm always kind of down on because he doesn't catch any passes. But right. somehow, some way, it's like every single game he gets 80 yards and pretty much a touchdown. Yep. Which is it's 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 crazy to think That's that a pure it. runner can do that. But in the same vein, Kareem Hunt might only get six to eight carries per game, but every single game six to he'll seven get, catches. <laughs> he'll get he'll get you know five five catches for you know, 60 yards and he'll get a touchdown. I'm just like, it's, it's wild. It's the only yeah. offense that operates that way. Um, but these guys score very consistently and they score 15 to 20 fantasy points very consistently. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It is. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see what uh, Jimmy G does in there. So that's right. Here's hoping, man. Here's hoping right. that'll be fun. All right. So um, Dobbins, I think the different, the, the, the difference there is probably just how you feel he's going to bounce back from his injury. Yeah. 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 I think he's got the talent. I think the job is his. I don't think Gus Edwards is ready to come back yet. I think probably won't be for a while. Uh, Devontae Freeman's actually. It's Devontae Freeman. They did draft Tyler Beatty, so we'll see. Maybe the rookie gets <laughs> some run in the beginning, but uh, I like Dobbins' talent. All right, Camp. So there are do it here. two running backs here that we are adding to our do-it-bet board. Who's it going to be? You know 
I'm planting my flag on my boy AJ this year. AJ, look at that big man Let's on a little bike. <laughs> big look at that bike, can't bike. handle those thighs. <laughs> then we got hungry Josh Jacobs over there with that Snickers chain. Oh, yeah. Watch yeah. Out. He okay. won the hungry award. He's going to have so. a lot of time re- to eat Snickers on the sideline. He's watching Zamir White run away <laughs> with his job. <laughs> He's going to be, well, AJ will be warming up on the bike on the sidelines because Aaron Jones is just a horse. So watch <laughs> That's out. True. No, that's him. He's, he's tired from carrying so many people on oh. his back. He's just got to loosen his legs back up. There it is on this teeny tiny bike. Actually, what you don't see in this picture is there's a little kid carrying all of his gear, which I just thought was kind of weird. I'm like, uh, really? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Oh, that is funny. Okay, let's jump into receivers. Yes. Similar story to the running backs. We had six or seven guys that we wanted to highlight this time around. Um, we'll try and be a little bit quicker here because we're droning on and on. Yes, let's but go. These are, some of these are pretty big names, so... T. Higgins, I've got him 11, you've got him 19. DJ Moore, I've got him 13, you've got him 22. Allen Robinson, I've got him 21, you've got him 14. Let's talk about those three initially here because those are all yeah. top 20 guys for us or 20-ish guys for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Higgins. So this is similar to the Kareem Hunt argument, honestly. You can have two receivers in the same field that oh, are 100%. top 10, top 15, and in fact, it happens almost every year. Now, it's hard to predict who that's going to be necessarily, but as you as we can see with Allen Robinson, you're doing the same thing. You're I like, yeah, you sure can have to. <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> so why do you hate T. Higgins at 19? What's up with that? It's funny. Like I don't hate T. Higgins. I loved him last year with Jamar Chase. And actually, as I was making these rankings, I had your stupid little voice in my ear because if I'm I'm looking at it, I put freaking Deontay Johnson, who I was not high on last year. I put freaking Michael Pittman in there. I was like, ah, can't forget. Stop. Just get your stupid voice out of my head. It is hard to separate your own inner dialogue with Ugh. the one you hear every day, just droning on on about these players. So gross. And actually I'm looking down at my rankings. I don't know why I put Hollywood where I did. Cause I don't like him. I don't. You got him at 16. I know that was way too high. We I ought to do I, Hollywood Brown versus T Higgins and see what happens. There. I think I will Farrell uh, during the debate and blacked out for a second. Uh, yeah, he must like, have. Well, why is Hollywood there? It's already written in stone. So, you know, I, a little bit of your, but I put like AJ Brown. I I see big things out of Mike Williams that are above him. Uh, I, as I, we're going to talk about, I love Alan Robinson. I just think that's such a great fit in LA. Yeah, uh, we've already talked about the Denver receivers. So I had Sutton. That was probably dumb to have both Sutton and Judy above them. Yes, but... it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. So I don't know. There were just some guys there that I just think could be really big. And not to say T. Higgins won't be. I just think they might be slightly better. This kind of goes back to that whole tier and bucket exactly. conversation it's where there's, there's several guys that are like capable of being top 10. And you feel that way about all the guys you just mentioned, maybe not Hollywood, but all the guys you just mentioned. Not Hollywood. That was and Higgins just was though. the last one you listed on your on yours. I yeah. think he's um I think he has proven himself more than some of the other options here. And, and some of those are going to new teams too. But I don't know. He's I think he's he's more of the PPR guy than Jamar Chase. Chase oh, is yeah. the four for ninety and two touchdowns guy. Yeah. Um, but he's consistent, Jamar is. Um, I think T. Higgins is more of I think he's gonna just take more and more receptions from Tyler Boyd. Um, they, they yeah, lost DJ Uzoma this year. And so like there's, there's more options out there for him. Um, I don't know. I think, I think he's, he's shown now a couple of years that he's, he's a freak. He's unguardable. I was shocked when they took Jamar chase because T Higgins was so damn good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, it freed up coverage on him and he's, he's become, I think even better. So 
And so that's exactly my argument for Allen Robinson. So again, I mean, I see you can kind of, we can kind of flip that argument on that. So that's why I put him up there. DJ Moore is interesting just because, you know, he is consistently a top 15 guy. Uh, He's shown up the past couple of years, thousand yards, seven, eight touchdowns. My only question mark was, you know, the quarterback position. I mean, when you're coming down from San Darnold, I mean, man, I mean, (laughs) you can't go. Anyway, he's got a thousand yards and six touchdowns with Sam Darnold and Cam <laughs> Newton and PJ Walker. Like, I think he can do it with Baker Mayfield, you know. Right. And to your point, he's always almost always been the top 15 guy. He's, he's a pretty healthy guy most of the time. Yep. He's a PPR monster. Um, he's he's more similar this year to how I felt about Deontay Johnson last year, which is like this offense has got to go, it's got to go through Christian McCaffrey. But right, that's if you're in the receiving that's room, exactly. it's DJ Moore and I don't feel good about Robbie Anderson you at all Anderson? after he thrashed his quarterback. <laughs> um, I, don't, I haven't seen enough out of Terrace Marshall to feel great about him yet. And a tight end. Nah. So yeah, I think he's the guy and, and I think Baker can get it done for him. That's fair. That's right. Um, the other guy yeah. kind of similar, Brandon cooks always finds a way to make it into the top he 15. And I, I felt bad putting him at 18. You had him at 32. I always hate him. Hate, 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 hate. I do. And I think it's just more of me just hating the Texans and just knowing that but you love Joe Montana jr. (laughs) Second best best rookie quarterback last year. Uh, So I don't know. I just, the Texans are such a dumpster fire. I don't have faith in Lovey Smith. I don't have faith in that offense. Fair. Davis mills is Davis mills. I love him, but he's not their guy. I mean, he has to prove it this year. So maybe he's just, he got Brandon cooks the ball last year. I was gonna say it could be the mills and cook show this year. And I just could be mud on my face. It most certainly will be. If he's around at wide receiver 32, I guess I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take him then. He, I will tell you, he is the name this year that is the least sexy name in the draft. Oh, 100. It and was when last you get him, too. no one's going to say shit about it when you draft him, and you're just going to laugh your way to the bank because he's going to get you 15 to 20 points every single week. Yeah. Take him as your wide receiver three and feel like you've got that he, lockdown. He is literally the least sexy pick. More yeah, than. yeah. Ugh. Um, there's another couple mm-hmm. names in here. So you mentioned Hollywood Brown. You're at 16 on him. I haven't 31. I think yeah, obviously he's got out. six games without DeAndre Hopkins. So I get why people are super high on him and it is a weekly game. So for the first six weeks, he'd probably be a stud, uh, or at least he'll be good for you. Usable for sure. And he had flashes last year of, of seemingly more consistent play. Um, I just, I, I got to see it first before I believe it. Right. Um, I'm really high this year on Rashad Bateman. You and are. You, I've got him at 24. You've got him at 35. I'm not even sure 24 is high enough. I think he is also going to be a bit of a PPR monster. I know they don't pass a ton, mm-hmm. and their first option is always going to be Mark Andrews. But I watched a few games last year with Bateman. The guy that can run all the routes. He's quick. He's got great hands. Um, I think he's really gonna. I think he's really gonna take a step forward this year. He could, and I loved him in college. I thought he was great. And you know, it for me, I always kind of feel bad when a great wide receiver goes to a team like Baltimore, just because. Historic. Oh yeah, or Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> same thing. Like, oh man. So that's honestly the re- reason why I'm not too high on him, just because of that offense and with Lamar Jackson and just and help Lamar. J- but counter to me, this is Lamar Jackson. He could be, you know, he's not going into contract renegotiations once the season starts, so he could just be balling out, showing like, hey, I can also air this crap out. Yep. Pay me, and Rashad Bateman will be the biggest beneficiary of that. So it could be once again egg in my face. But yep, and Sammy Watkins is gone. Enough said. Oh my gosh, that just opened <laughs> everything up. He's taking everything away. Speaking of Sammy Watkins, he's now in Green Bay with our next guy, Alan Lazard, Alan. who I've got at thirty. You've got at forty-one. Honestly, I imagine this is just a matter of like we don't know who the number one is going to be. 
Rodgers is saying it's Lazard, and he's got a connection with him. We have seen that before. And we know Aaron Rodgers is only going to throw to you if he thinks you're going to catch it. Exactly. So if you're dropping passes in the preseason, Romeo Dobbs looking your way. If you can't catch the ball, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, see you (laughs) later. Like, he likes Lazard, and Lazard has good hands. That's enough for Rodgers. True. My opinion. Again, I'll see what happens with Christian Watson. We'll see. But yeah. All right, so once again, two of these wide receivers are going on our Do It Bet board, and it is. Let's go big time. Boom. T. Higgins and Allen Robinson. I love this one. These are both number twos, but they, they're going to play like number ones. They're, they're both, both studs. number twos to big number ones. Yeah, <laughs> the top five, top three, even number ones. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is going to be a good one, I think, all year long. Yeah. No, I like our Do It Bet board, man. This is a... These are some good matchups. I think they're both, they're all like even and really could even the playing field enough that even though we had them in a big disparity, they'll just be like right there. Yep. So that, that sound was coming right to yeah. the middle. You're Not great with sound effects. With whoop or whoop. We don't even need sounders. You're the sounder. I am human sounder. sound effect. Yep. Just like in police Academy. I was that guy. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so this is our do it bet board for the season. As we, we, as we mentioned, we will be tracking them all year. So we'll be throwing this up as the seasons go along, as our episodes are happening, just tracking their fantasy points and giving you an update and be seeing who will be in the doghouse and who will be winning. So I love how you gave me pink. Like I'll, I'll take it, man. Real men wear pink. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Why, why do you even have to call it out? They're, just two, me like colors, that. Man. They're just two colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's talk about tight ends real quick because yeah. um, we had some disparity in tight ends. Uh, not a ton, but there are also some names I think that at least worth mentioning. So I got Dawson Knox as a top 10. I've got him at nine. You've got him at 14. You've got Mike Gesicki at nine. I have him at 16. We could have done a do it bet with this. We're not do it betting with tight ends. That's garbage. No. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think Knox, obviously a, a high octane offense. You've got a quarterback mm-hmm. who we know can get it done. I know they've got other options and this is the Gabe Davis year. He's going to break out. Everyone's saying yeah. it. I like Isaiah McKenzie as well. Um, James Cook is drafted, so they've got a running back they can catch the ball too. So there's a lot of mouths to feed up there. But and OJ also, Howard, they got another tight end is there too. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He is on the team. That's true. Uh, so is Jameson Crowder. Um, but I would say Knox Knox had a propensity for catching touchdowns last year. He did. I think oh, he's going to continue to do that. And in the tight end space, that's a difference maker because there's no there are like five PPR tight ends and the rest are touchdown or bust. Mm-hmm. And and for the most part, and so I think you're thinking that Mike Gesicki's a PPR tight end exactly. option, <laughs> yes, and he was for a while there when Brissett was at quarterback and when they didn't have yeah, Tyreek Hill. Brissett, man, <laughs> like, they I, know. I know. Trade him to Cleveland right now. Right? <laughs> so uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Is that your whole rationale? Is that he's a PPR yeah. guy? Yeah, and just again, I just like having him as a good, sa- like like great safety valve, and uh, in the red zone, big target. So I just I like him. I like him. Okay. Higby, um, and I've had him before a couple years now, and I've wanted that Rams tight end to do something, and it just hasn't really produced. He's a solid option. He's a decent player, but also more more miles to feed. I've got him at 22. You've got him at 16. That That's sort of like when you get past the top 15 tight ends, you're kind of just guessing anyway, so I'm not yeah. going to call you to the carpet on that one. Uh, um, although he did help one Sonya Troll win her championship. T. Higby? She she got so mad at him. I think she actually might have dropped him by the end. Because ah, um, she she would always she was always mad at him. T Higby, catch the damn ball, T Higby. That's <laughs> really funny. Uh, she did accidentally drop Gronk in the middle of the season as well oh, when he no. was like blowing up. 
Uh, but anyway, um, here's one that I think is kind of interesting. I've got Noah Fant at 11. You've got him at 22. Get out of here, Noah Fant. He actually had a really solid year last year. I don't think you maybe realize if you look through his, Seattle. his game logs. He's going to Seattle with Drew Locke, so he's got his quarterback with him. <laughs> got that connection. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, someone's going to catch the ball, right? They do have DK and Tyler Lockett, which I get, but I don't know that they're going to have enough time to throw it downfield to those guys. I, I, just, <laughs> I think Fant is a good athlete. Um I don't know. Maybe this is a total dart throw, but I like Noah Fant. I think it'd be okay. all right. You know what? Take him. Maybe we both have three guys that the other guy didn't even rank. <laughs> <laughs> this is how tight ends. Tight ends, man. This turns into the wasteland. So I've got David and Joku in Cleveland only because Brissett is quarterback. And so I'm kind of like, maybe he just loves tight ends. He loves tight ends. He see something out of uh, Evan Joku. I like Evan Ingram in Jacksonville. I talked about him earlier. Uh, I think it's a really good fit for him and Trevor can get him the ball. And I've got Logan Thomas at 21. I have those guys in 19, 20, and 21. Logan Thomas coming back from an injury in Washington. Um, really solid option for them as well. Yeah. You've I, got ranked instead. Yeah. Well, Bobby Tunyon, man. Yep. Hey, Green Bay, you talk about. To your point, somebody's got to catch the ball, right? Someone's got to catch the ball there. That's Why fair. not go to with someone who's one consistency? So, old Bobby. Uh, your boy. Well, no, he wasn't your boy. Not he my did kind of like CJ a little bit. When he was in Cincinnati, he was fine. He's right. one of the Jets now. That's like one of the Jets again, yeah, no, I'm I not going to get him young quarterbacks safety valve. Put him at 23. Get him there. Yep. Uh, Super Bowl runner-up CJ Zoma. So just saying. Fair. Got that pedigree. And then Cameron Bright, Gronk's gone. Someone's got to catch the ball at the tight end spot. So Gronk is not gone. I ranked him 25th. With <laughs> <laughs> YOLO, let's go. <laughs> if I get six games out of Gronk, he could easily finish as the 25th tight end. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. You're right. That's how, that's how it goes. All right. Let's 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 blast through on campus. What do you say? Oh, my gosh. Yes. On campus. On, campus. on campus. Let's do it. Okay. To finish the show, we've got – I'm not going to put these in order, so you're not going to know. Same as you did me, all right? Yeah. Just in general, we've got wide receiver – Okay. South Florida, wide receiver, USC, running back, USC, running back, LSU. I know I've got you on this one. Running back, USC, and LSU. R- wide receiver, South Florida, and USC? Mm-hmm. I'll give you another a wide receiver, Georgia. I need, I need to write this down real quick. Okay. Wide receiver, USC and USF. And then running backs, LSU and USC. Holy cats. Man, I am not good, confident with this at all. Uh I'm just going to throw a dart and I'm going to say the Atlanta Falcons. That is incorrect, <sighs> sir. What if I give you tight end Cincinnati? What if I give you, what if I give you quarterback Texas tech? That's wow. That's freaking Kansas city. This is the retooled Kansas city chiefs. Clyde Edwards Alaire is LSU. Yeah. Ronald Jones is USC. I didn't know Ronald Jones was USC. Juju Smith-Schuster is USC. South Florida's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, okay. Who spent two years at NC State before he transferred. And Miko Hardman's Georgia. 
Travis wow. Kelsey, Cincinnati. Kelsey, Cincinnati. Yep. Yep. Wow. Okay, you got me. Gotcha. Ah, I knew it. I knew I'd get one. That is a tough one. That's a, a real that is a tough one. Three. That was a brutal one. I I was throwing out Atlanta because I was like, all right, USC maybe like Drake London. All right. True. I don't even know who their wide receiver two is. So I'm like, maybe that's USF. Sure. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> so, okay. That's fair. Well done. You got me. Got him. Got me. I'll remember this. <laughs> I'm just going to do a Canadian it. football team. Yeah. You can get the Argonauts. Come the on. Argonauts. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we just went through all of our rankings, all the uh, quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, wide receivers. Holy cow. No, crooked, no kickers or defenses. Get out of here with that. Uh, Kemper did just get me with some on, on campus. And so next we are going to, I mean, the season's counting down, man. It is getting close. So we're going to be starting to do some mock drafts. We're going to try and do some uh, live on the air. So again, we're if you're interested, let us know. Join us. We would love to be able to do it with you online and uh, do it live so we can kind of get it real time with real people as opposed to just, you know, simulating with the computer. So, uh, yeah, lots more to come, and we are pumped for it. We got our Do It Bet board going. Do it, do it, do it, do it. But, uh, hey, until next time, just remember, keep on folding. Fold it. Fold it.